At first, I didn't do anything but feel her warmth against me, her soft skin against my soft skin, but then she pushed herself further forward, harder against me. She opened her mouth, and so did I, breathing each other's hot breaths. I absently wondered if she could smell that I had pizza for dinner. Then her tongue touched mine. The shock wasn't electric. That's the stuff of romance or bad porn. No, it was better than electric. It was deep and hard. Our tongues fit perfectly together, muscle against muscle. Heat added to heat, deep and hard. Our breaths synchronized, and we steamed together like a pair of heavy engines. Remember that rainy day in July? I don't remember the year, but it was July. Fireworks at night in a summer sky. We'd had dinner, just you and I, Tom, far away somewhere, playing with his great invisible sheets of power. Just you and I. You wanted it, too. I could tell. I really could. I wanted it, too, you know. I wanted it just as bad. But we didn't do it. We loved him too much to do that, or maybe we were just cowards. Julie's hand on my thigh, fingers around my denim-covered cock. How I'd wanted her hand there that July. Having it there now, I bucked gently against her, fucking her hand through my pants as we kissed and kissed and kissed. We stopped to breathe air that wasn't from each other's mouths. Julie smiled at me, a smile I'd never seen before. Her eyes were still puffy, her cheeks still sunken, but there was a glimmering in her pale brown eyes. I knew Julie laughing, I knew her hungry, I knew her mischievous, but I realized that this was Julie looking up after being dragged down somewhere deep. I didn't fight her as she pulled my jeans down. Thank you, Jeff, thank you. My shorts were very every day, too every day for a blowjob from a love of my life. But that was only one of many thoughts humming through the cavern of my mind. I never got to say goodbye, you know. She had my cock in her hand, still through material, but this time the thinner cotton of my shorts. She stroked me, staring up into my eyes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Then my cock was out free in the air. Her hand was so soft. We kissed again, and she stroked me. Time stopped as she performed an action I'd dream about for years. Fantasy and reality clashed in a hammering of my heart. Each beat seemed to slip between what Julie was really doing versus the countless times I'd stroked myself and dreamed. Quickly, though, reality took over the total hammering of my pump, and it was just me, Julie, and my cock. Then, quickly, so quickly that I actually caught my breath deep in my lungs, it was Julie's mouth and my cock, hot, wet, silk, the tightness of her throat, the tiny terrors of just enough teeth. She worked oral magic on me. I leaned back, jutting my hips forward, lost in the feeling of her lips, tongue, throat. Then she stopped, saying in a soft voice, Thank you, thank you. Tom would have wanted us to be happy, laughing. I think it's a great eulogy. I pushed her away, put my cock back in my shorts. Ambrose Bierce, she frowned, looked about to cry. She might have said, what? Or might have just started to cry. I can't remember. I do know I finished the joke. A saint is a sinner, revised and edited. I pulled her head up, looked in those dark-ringed eyes. Remember that time in New York? She didn't want to, but she nodded. Tom had been involved in a new field project, 
part of an archaeological dig to get a good look at the bottom of the Hudson, except this time he didn't have a Voloski to play the foil. Professor Cohn had been old, pragmatic, and only interested in seeing what mysteries lay at the bottom of the muddy river. Time had been critical since the city could only stop river traffic for three days. Two of those days were wasted by Tom playing with new sounds and tricks with his field generators. Then one day became just six hours. Six hours to part the water and show miracles. Generations of priceless debris, hundreds of years of waterlogged history. In the end, six hours were barely enough time to look, let alone reclaim. The university sponsoring the project tried to get additional funding, but Cohn died two months later. He only wanted to play like a big kid, but he hurt that professor for no damn good reason.